I like it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and on my left-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. And that sample just heard was Ignite by Osiren, who I've got on the show with me right now. I've got a new album called Foundations, which is set to release on July 10th. Right now I'm being joined by Cody and Christoph to share some stories about the music and share more info about what the boys have got going on. So Cody, Christoph, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Great to have you boys on. Speaking of starting something, let's go and listen back to that track, Ignite. Ignite. TNT Ignite. TNT Ignite. All right, coming back from the track Ignite, which is the first single off of the album with a stunning music video to accompany it as well. Now, interesting story matter, topic matter behind the track from several different uh, historical slash patriotic views. Um, Pretty common for a metal band to talk about, you know, the Vietnam War and and after, because a lot of that generation, Metallica and whatnot, their parents were involved mm-hmm. in that. They were uh, affected by that. So that really makes sense. And then we have a generation of people after that who weren't affected by it, who still think it's cool. So they write songs about war. But you guys have taken on a whole new step because this track is about World War One and Canada's role in World War One. So my first right. question is, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a good, fair question, right? But I guess that's kind of, I think, why this, this song kind of materialized this way is because, you know, that's a part of Canada's history that doesn't get touched on a lot. Uh, I mean, like in our history classes, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. But I think the important takeaways for that song is, you know, that that was kind of Canada's first big um, involvement on like the world stage in in some measurable way, I guess, uh, and you know, just kind of like a lot of people's first interactions with Canada were probably you know our troops going over there in World War One and and uh, like fighting on like you know the fields of Passchendaele and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was an important moment for such a young country. I think back then it wasn't even. I think it was still part of the dominion of the. Uh, United Kingdom or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was a big first step, I think, and that's kind of kind of what the what the song touches on. Wow. Okay, so I guess maybe spend a little bit more time on that. When it's called Ignite, what is that in reference to? That's uh, I think that's there. That's the line in the chorus there. Ignite the fight of sacrifice. It's like that's kind of how Canada paid for its first. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's kind of the, uh, the, the price I'll, that I'll take, Canada paid. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that. It's it's you know it's it's just it's uh I guess more so just igniting a cannon because the old saying goes that Canada was sort of used the Canadian troops in World War One more 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 or less used as cannon fodder uh, by the British. You know uh-huh. they were used as pawns. They were sent in uh, ahead of them into enemy lines and to the forward trenches and stuff like that. Um, so it was, it was usually Canadian troops that were doing, you know, that were just ignited basically into the fighting a lot more, uh, than any other soldiers. So I guess that's kind of the premise that we wanted to act on and kind of tell it from, I guess, both sides, but mostly the Canadian side, uh, within the track. Yeah. Okay. Now that brings up an interesting question. Cause obviously that's what I was told as well. 
And I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know the politics behind it. However, I was obviously taught the same thing between both wars, World War One and World War Two. Uh, kind of like the equivalent of the Marines in the States, except they're glorified. Right. Uh, you know, they get sent in first, but it's it's a glorified thing, whereas Canadians were sent in first, and it's kind of like more like a political thing. Um, right, yeah. You know, so that's kind of an interesting take on it, I think, uh, from, from both sides of, of, uh, of North America. So I guess my question then is, from the UK side, how did you guys address that? Uh, <laughs> well, um, more so it's just... I guess I guess that little pre-opener um, before the first chorus comes in, um, it's kind of just saying, you know, just um, soldiers for the lambs, you know, um, and then it touches on on cowardice and stuff like that. But just basically saying um, what they thought they were doing, they thought what they what they perceived is that what they were doing was correct. You know, that was right for them in their time is to use their Dominion states to go ahead of them and, you know, to do the dirty work, I guess, more or less, you know, a, a war like that is fought very brutally. So it's just something where we wanted to kind of exercise it from both sides, like I said, more so on the Canadian side, but in terms of them to just, just kind of bring it from that standpoint of, of at that time and at that moment in history, they, they, what they, I guess, perceived as what they were doing was correct, you know, uh, whereas, in a lot of differing opinions, maybe it wasn't so much. Yeah. Well, I think really all you can do at any point in time is acknowledge that some political state is going to agree that whatever they're doing is correct. And only, yeah. only in retrospect, yeah. when a different political idea takes root deep enough, can we acknowledge that maybe somebody was wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, there's a topic for the next album right there. <laughs> yeah. Groovy. Now, if you dug the track Ignite and you want to check out the boys playing in a, looks like some red lights and whatnot, um, you can check out the music video by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. Now, I guess take us through this music video. It's kind of like a performance video, but kind of not. But there's kind of like a lyric video, but kind of not. I mean, it's very, very cool stuff. So what's going on in this video? So... Yeah, so it, it, it kind of did uh, did start that way. Like we're we're performing in this old warehouse, uh, and this was recorded actually like in the dead of winter. It's like negative forty outside. It's not heated. There's no ventilation in this place, and we we had the lights running off of gas generators. Um, and so that was kind of like the the majority of the video is that. And then the overlays that you see, there's dates, there's numbers. Um, that's kind of like a historical timeline of World War One from start to finish from. For Canada's involvement, um, and it was actually shot by the director is a uh, is a guy named Seth, and he's actually I think he's originally from England actually. Uh, then he moved to Canada, started like this kind of video business, and he said he he really enjoyed it because you know he'd been in Canada now for a couple decades, and he didn't know any of our World War One history at all. He had no idea about it. So when we pitched the idea to him, like he went on like a Wikipedia Google deep dive and like. He was like blown away by all, by all these things that that happened in World War One from the Canadian perspective, and you know, so he decided this this timeline kind of thing, this idea. He pitched it that you know dates would pop up and scroll across the screen, and you know different numbers would show up, like whether it was casualties or how many people went over that kind of stuff. And yeah, and then we just we cut it in with archival footage of the war, which is like all the the scenes in the trenches or like the the bombs going off. That's all 
just from uh, World War One archives. Yeah, or arguably what I heard that they destroyed all the original footage and those are all redone. I don't know if that's correct. So, yeah, I've, heard, that's... I've, I've heard what it actually was, was a lot of it was lost. Um, and then what happened was, you know, like you had literally like, let's say just finished like the battle of Passchendaele. Like, you know, you watched your friends die in the trenches and then like a BBC camera crew showed up and we're like, all right, chaps, like uh, run over the trenches for us so we can get a couple shots of this. And like, so you had to basically <laughs> run over the top and like pretend to die so that they could have footage. And after you had like literally just watched all your friends die. Like days ago. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. man up, right? Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal. I, I guess with that, that with that in mind, it, it does kind of look almost fake, even at some points in our video. Like we we went through a lot of that footage, uh, just putting like putting everything together with Seth. Uh, but there are a few scenes even within the video where you can kind of see it, it's it's like was was that real? Like did that guy actually just get shot and die? You know, it's, it's <laughs> kind of interesting to think. Well, you know what yeah. doesn't not look not real or not real not is <laughs> you boys playing some sick riffs there. So, you know. Um, Thank you. It, uh, it, was oddly, all, it was all Cody. Okay, perfect. Oddly, <laughs> oddly enough, it reminds me of, um trying to remember the Pantera music video. I think it's five minutes alone. A lot of the close-up guitar shots uh, really remind me of, of that kind of uh, era of yeah. music video. Yeah, for definitely. sure. And that's that's kind of the vibe we wanted to um, like speaking solely for myself. I'm a giant Pantera fan. So, yeah, five minutes alone or like uh, I'm broken. Right. With like, you know, the, the camera just kind of going around the room as like the band jams. Like, you know, it's a simple video idea. It's 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 not uh, it's not like a huge production. Not that there's anything wrong with the huge production, but it's awesome. It gets the energy across. It gets like the cool shots of like the drummer doing whatever the drummer does. Um, and then the you know guitar players and the bass player doing and whatever, whatever we the do. Bass kind of player and, and guitar players do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was really interesting actually to work with Seth on that front because he's he's a big metal fan himself, and uh, he kind of definitely I think my personal opinion of it he definitely pays homage to kind of everything that's come before it uh, in terms of just the genre and the videos that have been produced in the past for other bands and artists. So definitely ties into, you know, it reminds me of a couple really good ones as well. And it's just, it's, it was definitely just a lot of fun to work with a guy who was that knowledgeable on it. You know, it's in, in, in a particular subgenre, you know, playing in a metal band, it's sometimes difficult to find people even, you know, on the, on the recording and production side of things to work with, let alone in the video production side of things. So that yeah. aspect of it was definitely, uh, definitely a plus in our books. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of another plus in everybody's book, let's go listen to the next track, The Ones Below. The Ones Below. All right, come back from the track, The Ones Below. Now, this World War One or Canada's involvement in World War One is that solely tied to Just Ignite, or is this something that starts to encompass the entire album? And if so, who are the ones below? Uh, so that's... Ignite is, is, is it's its own thing. It's about Canada's World War One involvement. And then the ones below is just um, like a blanket for anyone you've lost for any reasons. Right? We've all lost people. We've all, whether it's um, accidents, disease, old age, whatever. It's the ones below is, it, it can apply to like, I guess, you know, if you've had friends or family die in a war, why not kind of thing. Okay. 
Exactly. And, and to, to farther kind of expand on that as well, um, the, the entire album, it, it touches on different points in Canadian history, uh, different points that are maybe necessarily not what you see in the mainstream every day. Uh, usually the more uh, brutal and the, the more, I guess, not to say negative, but the, the more intense periods uh, throughout history of what kind of defines this country. So uh, back to Ignite, of course, World War One, we went through all that already. But, you know, like uh, Ones Below, I guess it's it's the farthest reach as far as that goes, because it doesn't actually particularly touch on any one point or reference any one particular event. Uh but as Christoph said, it's more of just a blanket, a blanketing kind of, it's a statement track just saying it, you know, uh, standing up and, and just, you know, celebrating the life of the ones that you've lost in, in your life, I suppose would be the best yeah. way to, to understand that track. All right. Perfect. Now, something I noticed um, musically between the two tracks, Ignite and The Ones Below, and I'm trying to remember, um, you know, on the... The rap sheet, see, Nightwish, Symphony X, Dream Theater, Camelot, Winter Sun. Something that I also picked up on, I would say Ignite's very Queensryche-esque. And the ones below is getting more into, like, the Goddard-esque. Kind of more like just the big, sexy arena rock, if you guys are familiar with with Goddard. Not not too familiar with Goddard. Um, But yeah, it is. It's definitely more of a, uh, like, ones below is definitely more of this kind of like really groovy um, centered on like a groovy kind of riff song with, you know, like we we're a, we're a band that does lots of orchestrations. We like layers of instruments and stuff. So we still have like uh, we have strings in there and pianos and stuff, but it's definitely centered around this like kind of yeah, like groove metal, I guess. I'm not too familiar with Goddard, but maybe I'll have to check him out now. For sure. It was, it was like, it's it's more upbeat, but we still want it to be anthemic, to a sense, especially in the chorus, uh, just just for the the celebratory nature of it. Because you know most of the other tracks, which you'll come to hear, uh, have okay. That was an airplane. Uh, most of the other tracks will have uh, in the studio. No, not here. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, it's it's on my end. Sorry. There's, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, back to that. So, you know, most of the other tracks have, you know, a very, a rather dark, sinister nature to them, I guess, in, in what they're conveying uh, lyrically. This one is, of course, the opposite of that. It's definitely a standout, uh, just lyrically and from the theme of the whole song. Uh, it's definitely a lot more upbeat than the rest of the album. Wow. Okay, now something you mentioned was more upbeat than the rest of the album. So is it kind of like a black sheep of happiness? I guess you could yeah. say that. That's a, that's a good way to yeah. describe it, actually. That would be, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Now, for those who dug the tracks Ignite and the ones below, we super excited to there is a, a full album coming on July 10th called Foundations. And with regard to you know these two tracks being rather different from each other, my, my big question is, well, what is Foundations? What should we expect when we pick it up? I know you, that, Christoph, you mentioned you guys like to layer a lot of orchestrations um, and multiple instruments. And obviously the recording is uh, done quite well. And you guys are serious about the music video front as well. Um, but when you set out to create the album foundations, what, what was the intention? Well, so I guess uh, musically the intention was to just kind of, because uh, going back to like how we, we like to have these orchestrations, we like to have like lots of layers. 
normally in our previous two albums were concept albums. So it'd be like one central lyrical theme or story, and then you know you'd encompass it with a bunch of songs. Whereas this time we kind of wanted to write basically more focused songs musically. So we didn't want to necessarily have like you know like large instrumental sections if we didn't need them kind of thing. Uh, we used to do that quite a bit more because me and Bobby, the other guitar player, um, Bobby used to sing. So we just we would play solos and stuff because then he would have to sing less because he didn't really like it. But you know now we have like a a whole ensemble where everyone has like very like showable talents kind of thing. So we just wanted to clean up our writing. We wanted these songs to be concise and focused. Um, kind of like the opposite of this rant that I just went on. Um, but yeah, so like musically it was that. And then lyrically, the lyrics kind of came afterwards and they were, they were uh, written by our singer Reed. Um, so the lyrical ideas were kind of driven by him and, and kind of where he wanted to take it. But the, the songs were kind of done, I guess, before, in a way. The music, Christoph means yeah, the, the music. Just, just the music, just the music part, the instrumental parts were all written well in advance uh, before we really came up with and had a, a, a theme to go with. Yeah. Um, but it took, it, it kind of took shape fairly quickly after that. Like once, I guess once Reed decided on what he wanted to do, he kind of approached the rest of us with it you know, said like, hey, you know, why don't we do something that's that's uh, relative to Canadian history? And, you know, if, if this is going to be something that we are able to get out there as an album or an EP or whatever it's going to end up being, um, you know, just to have something out there that that kind of identifies and explores, or sorry, I guess, explores Canadian identity, identity more than anything else. Uh, as a metal album, not not so much as a concept album in itself, but just something that explores Canadian culture, which is something that's usually not seen in music, let alone in metal. I have a tear to my eye. You guys are so patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that Kristoff guy. Is he there? There he is. He's okay. here. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm still here. All right. He's just the way the camera is. I couldn't couldn't see him. Like, oh, he took another call. How dare oh. he? <laughs> <laughs> on mine, it shows me my whole camera, but I guess it. Because uh, I'm in because I'm in a smashed call with you boys. I basically get uh, whoever's speaking. I get their full camera, but whoever's not speaking, I get a smaller camera. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, Groovy. All right. Now, quarantine has been mentioned a few times here. So obviously, you know, summer festivals and tours, those things aren't happening. So my question then is, any other news that maybe I missed that you guys have cooking? Um, But we did do, I guess, a series of isolation jams over the last couple of weeks, um, which when it was just basically all of us in our own homes. We played our part like once through and then we just smashed it all together. Um, And that's all of our old kind of songs from our previous albums. Um, and then, yeah, and like, I mean, you know, like obviously we would have loved to, and originally we scheduled like a release for this album earlier in the year, but everything had to get pushed back. Um, you know, likely we probably won't be playing a traditional release show. We'll have to think of something outside of the box. Maybe that's like an online release show or something, you know, like a streaming event or something. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess in, until... Sorry, Chris. I, um, I guess I guess it's possible by the time this airs, we might have something together. So I guess hopefully yeah. it's just just keep checking our socials and just look for that. Look for that information. But we aim to have something in the works for it. 
we were looking at the possibility of doing something here in Calgary with new level brewing. Uh, just not sure if that's going to be able to uh, come to fruition just yet, just because of everything going on, you know. And then as Chris said, yeah, we had we had uh, preliminary plans to tour on this release and do a whole bunch of really fun stuff this year. But unfortunately, obviously, that's not going to happen. So just got to think outside the box on this one and see what we can accomplish and get done with it. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, boys, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. This was awesome. Yeah, anytime, man.